hair look good? Does it look like Wolverine? Yes, it looks as much like Wolverine. Wait, are you? Did you start recording? Oh, I did. Yes. Okay. Okay. What? It's fine. Let's just go with it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fifteen Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, uh, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man. Ugh, I'm doing the old one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fifteen Minutes with Lincoln. Is I'm nervous. I'm, I have this audition, and I'm nervous. Now. I know, but you can take as much time as you need. We can record, okay. and we can edit, and <laughs> okay. it's more important to get shut it up, right. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln, a screenwriting podcast. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a screenwriter in L.A. And I am your other host, Abraham Lincoln, 16th president, and also a screenwriter in Los Angeles. Uh, this used to be a politics podcast, but now it is a podcast about making movies here in Tinseltown. Okay, we got, we did it. We did it. Folks, we're going to be talking about auditioning today. I know that seems a little um, off track with what we've been talking about, because Abe and I are writers. We don't really think of ourselves as actors. But you are a very successful actor in your own right. I mean, you're... Sure. Uh, Billy, you you were doing great during the pandemic on OnlyFans. Did Correct, yes. I was doing uh, short and long-form improv in uh, on OnlyFans. Can I just say this one thing? Um, when I was doing it on OnlyFans, I was still performing from time to time. I did not like when I, people would come on and I would be doing the nude improv uh, shows and it'd be like someone new who's mean and they say, oh, this is definitely short form and they would really emphasize short I thought that was really mean, so I'd like people to stop making that joke because it's been made a lot. That's all. That's I just wanted to put that out there. We can go ahead and retire that joke. There are certain jokes that just need to get retired. Anyhow, yeah. um, and also, of course, you were the star of the improvised one-man Indiana Jones, which Correct. was yes. terrific because you would also do the theme song. You did the whole theme song before the show started. Yep, I did the fight choreography, the theme song, costumes, lights, everything. Yeah, so really a, really a one-man production. Anyways, the reason why Abe and I are talking about this today is because when Abe and I uh, make our movie, or I guess our movies, Cinematic Universe, um, we will be part of the casting process. So it's it's good for us to be familiar with us so that we can be as hospitable of auditors, of people who are auditioning for us as possible, um, and on top of that, you know, one of the best ways to become a director is to become a very successful actor beforehand. So, you know, whether this just gives us some great experience or if I become a very well-known successful actor ahead of time, that's just going to help us make our movies. Absolutely. I think the best way to become a screenwriter is honestly to do your pages, but also to be famous. That helps too. Right. So Timothy had this wonderful idea because... In addition to the credits I listed, you also have an undergraduate degree in theater and performing yes. arts. Yeah. So it occurred to you, based off of your training, that you would be qualified to audition, if not also portray probably mm -hmm. the most important character in all of the Western canon this day, probably maybe second most important, and that would be, of course... The Joker. Well, I was going to say Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Okay. It's either Wolverine or Joker. Right. Those are the two parts everyone wants to play. Right. In my era, it was a little different. It was yeah. when you were young, you wanted to play Romeo, and uh -huh. then you wanted to play... King Lear, probably. 
Well, Macbeth, then King Lear. Right. And now I think it's more, you want to be, you want to start as Wolverine? Yeah. And then you want to go and be like a Dr. Molesto or whatever, some sort of... What did you say? Dr. Molesto? Yeah, some sort of other character who would be in like the Spider-Man universe. You know, because Spider-Man's a kid, so there's this... Obviously, there's got to be... Let's get away from this. Let's just get away from this. He's always just hanging out at Peter Parker's school. Yeah. (laughs) He's probably like... I think you may have been reading a Mad Magazine parody of Spider-Man. No, I think he's like a... He's the driver's ed teacher at the school, and everyone's like, Peter, aren't you going to get your license? And he doesn't want to get his license because he has another way to get around, you know, Queen's wishes, obviously, his, you know, Spider-Man jizz. But he's instead... Oh, boy. Um, you know, Mary Mary Jane is pressuring him, and yeah. Meg or whatever is pressuring pressuring him. You better get your license because you need something to fall back on. So he gets his license. He has to spend a lot of time in the car with this guy, and he figures out Spider Man deduces that the guy is also Doctor Molesto. Okay, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. That's fine. And then Let's, after uh... you play Doctor Molesto, you want to kind of finish your career as the Joker. Yes. Okay. The Joker. Yeah. You know, you win an Oscar when you play the Joker, you know? Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, today we're going to be talking about the audition process. Um, very important for anyone in Hollywood to be familiar with. Um, and we've come up with a few key points that we think everyone should be aware of. And um, you're going to be kind of joining me as I do this self-tape uh, for Wolverine. Now, let's just jump into the first one because it relates to why I'm auditioning for Wolverine right now. Abe, you want to hit us with that first one? Right. So even though there have been some rumors, you know, a lot of people talking, we're out here in Los Angeles, so we're really plugged in. We hear people talk about these things all the time, but obviously Hugh Jackman has retired uh, from the part of Wolverine and he um, is no longer going to play the character and they're looking for somebody else who can fill the role eventually, but there's nothing official we see some stuff when we're writing. We, we know we're always on the blogs, and we see people kind of throw around names who could possibly play him next. But I think there's nothing official, and that shouldn't stop you. Because number one rule to auditioning is if they're not casting for the part, you should still audition for the part. That's right. And that's what we're doing here today. I have not been sent anything by an agent. I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. No one has asked me to do this. But No one knows am... we're doing this. No one wants me to do this, um, but that's not, you should never take that as an excuse to not audition for a film role for a major motion picture. Um, yeah, d- just don't put up doors and say to yourself, like, I'm not the right type, or I'm too old, or I'm not in shape, or anything like that. Just audition, self-tape, and get it out there. So this is a story about your friend Brian Duff in Chicago. Is that when he had, oh, yeah. when he he had an agent for like four years and uh, apparently he hated every minute of it, but he right. would often email his agent about um, whatever the agent would send him apart, like, hey, why don't you do something for um, vape pens or here's an audition for gas station pizza or hey, why don't you do another Kentucky lottery commercial? Mm-hmm. And this time they're going to make you write your own lines that they're going to use your lines and not hire you for the part. Right. So he. Uh, he would often write back like, yeah, I could do this audition, but let me know when uh, I get to submit for the young Han Solo part. And it started as a bit that it became real, that it was like also just like a bit because then after the movie came out, he kept going with the bit. And right. um, that was probably like one of like 10 things that the agent hated about him. Agent didn't care for it. 
because maybe the agent felt felt small just because like they couldn't offer you that or no just the agent had no shot at at submitting right him for that yeah did did do you remember (laughs) do you remember if brian duff ever had the same experience i had where uh you would have a a non-union agent and the agent would sometimes call you and say hey it's not really an acting gig but a bunch of doctors just need people uh to get in their underwear and like uh they'll do like you know uh medical tests on you and you just like you pretend to like be sick or whatever um did brian duff ever have to do anything like that yeah he hasn't mentioned anything like that i could ask but i I doubt he had something like that okay good good well tim had a you know i had a i had a quality agent back in chicago it doesn't matter i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing right now um which is auditioning for uh wolverine in the marvel cinematic universe and you look the part and that's point number two you should always dress for the part that you're auditioning for so timothy if you've been um auditioning for playing a sick patient you should probably show up like wearing a hospital gown you know like you should show up in the costume it really helps the more you do that the more the casting director will be able to picture you in the role right and i know that you and i disagreed about this but i did my own workout plan for this audition where i did the one two three method one push-up 10 days out from the audition and then an extra push-up each subsequent day leading up to today where i did 10 push-ups and i'm feeling really sore and tired but you know, I feel like I'm looking good. I'm looking muscular. I have the white tank top on. I've got jeans on. And then this was your audition. Uh, uh, sorry, audition, <laughs> audition. This is your audition. Um, you said go with the knives in my hands. So as people know, we're living in the Scientology Center. We raided the kitchen and I have one steak knife and two what look like butter knives in the in the left hand. And then that was all the knives we could get our hands on. So I have two spoons and a meat thermometer in the other one. But it looks it looks good. Does it? It looks good. Right? It looks really good. And with okay. a little CGI, it's going to look terrific. Yes. I feel like that's one that we forgot. You should always CGI your your self tape auditions as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Hire a, a special effects house and just spend ten to twenty thousand dollars on it. I'm sorry, Abe. I interrupted. No, that's that's excellent. Uh, you know, Brian Duff has another story about Wolverine hands, but that's probably for another time. Just like one of the students. Maybe, maybe at the end. Yeah, maybe at the end. Yeah. Um, and also, this isn't his podcast. And so, uh, Timothy, um, you look the part, and you know what? You're going to sound the part because you have written your own dialogue. Not only this is something you should do when they're not actually casting for the part and they haven't sent any sides or scenes that they want you to read from, um, it's important to show your own take on the character. Obviously, you could recite X-Men Origins Wolverine from part, and you could do any of those lines, and it would be terrific, but it would still just be an impression of what Hugh Jackman was doing. It wouldn't be what Tim Dunn would bring to the Wolverine character. Yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stories of actors who just go in and they throw out the pages, and you know, uh, casting directors aren't just looking for their words, you know, parroted back to them. So today I I wrote my own monologue, and it's based on the original X Men film with Hugh Jackman. Um, it's from the scene um, when Wolverine has just finished his cage fighting, and he's driving in the car with Rogue. And uh, Rogue snuck into his car and saw his claws, and now they're up in the front seat together. And 
I mean, I think we should just jump in, Abe. We should do this thing. I will need a cue from you. Um, this is Rogue asking, um, you know, whether the claws hurt. So when you're ready, unless you need anything before we get started. No, and we are recording this um, right. both for the podcast, but also on film because we're going to add the CGI. But yeah. when possible, you should deliver your audition in person. Um, Correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so maybe we'll just drop off yeah. a tape uh, to the actual studio. Yeah. So... Right, and after after we're done with this, uh, you and I will probably drive around to the homes of the Marvel heads and like throw USBs um, in their yard or uh, kind of catch them on their way to work. Th- these kind of Hollywood things. Anyways, um, yeah, are you so are you good? You're recording with the phone. Yeah, I'm recording with the phone. Okay, um, so could you just hit me with uh, uh, the line? When they come out, does it hurt? When they come out, does it hurt? Every time. Every single time, Rogue. They really hurt. They cut through my skin because they're knives. They were designed that way, to cut skin, you know? Originally, they were made of bone. And uh, when they were made of bone, they came out of my skin, too. They still hurt when they were made of bone, but not as much as they do now. But then... Something happened to me. Okay, I gotta get going. <laughs> hey, hey, Abe, knock it off. What's going on? You told me to do the dialogue of Rogue. Okay, no, I... I added some... I'm sorry, that, that threw me. I'm sorry. I, I said I said ahead of time, like, play with it, be playful, but, like, this is about this is about me, okay? Well, I don't, but I'm giving you something to react to. Yeah, okay, that's fine. And I'll, from now on, I'll, I'll react to it. Can we go back to... Um, they still hurt when they were made of bone, but not as much as they do now. Yeah, that's a fine place to go back. Because we can just CGI kind of bridge it. Okay. <clears throat> they still hurt when they were made of bone, but not as much as they do now. But then <sighs> something happened to me. A man put his damn this damn metal all over my skeleton. Sharp metal, the kind that cuts skin, and now it hurts even more. When he was putting the metal in my body, I asked if he could just do the claws, because then the surgery wouldn't be that bad. No dice, he said. Then I asked, what if if I just wore some kind of, like, glove made of the metal and then the bone claws fit into it? Man said, that's not going to work. The metal has to be on the bone claws. I asked why. He said, because if the metal isn't coating the bone claws, then the bones... Then the bones will break. I told him that the bones can grow back, but he said it'd just be a lot more effective if the metal was on the bones. Hard to argue with that. It's why I am the way I am, bub. I'm a killing machine whose hands hurt whenever his metal claws come out. And the farther away from me you get, the better off you're going to be. Wow. Oh, I'm not done. Are you hungry? I just did a bunch of cage fighting so I could eat something, but if you're not hungry, I could probably wait until I get back to my place to eat. I don't know if I have enough food for two people at home, so we should probably stop somewhere and get something now if you're hungry, Rogue. I had a sandwich at lunch so I could do something, like anything except for sandwiches. Well, I could do I could do a different kind of sandwich. I had a turkey sandwich at lunch, so if you wanted to do like meatball subs or something, that'd be fine. But that's not me saying we have to have meatball subs. We could... Wait, is that Sabretooth? Ah, oh, my hands! Scene. 
I gotta say, Tim, I really like it. To me, this Wolverine is completely different. He is introspective. He is articulate. He's not just grunting. He's really expressing himself in these long soliloquies almost with no regard for who's around him until he does regard who's around him, but only in a very, I would say, like perfunctory manner. He's clearly made up his mind that he wants a meatball sub, but he's just (laughs) kind of going through the motions of considering somebody else. And I think um, that is going to be really interesting to play because with Hugh Jackman, I think you could always see the tension there that he was trying to um, be considerate. He wanted to be considerate, but he knew it was not for their person's best to be close to him because we saw X-Men Origins, anyone close to him, those were good people back there. And then the guy who's burning in the helicopter is like, funny how that always happens to you, Logan. And um, But with you, there's just no debate. He's just not going to get close to anyone. He's interested in doing his own thing, cage fighting, to meatball subs. Right. And, you know, he he seems to really want to put himself first, but yet he still signed up to let the man put the metal on the bones. And right. it seems like he protested a little bit there, but didn't totally advocate for himself. It was kind of kicking yeah. himself for it. Didn't seem like it was quite against his will. It seemed like he was a willing participant. So there's a lot that we have there that you're going to be able to see change in this new yeah. X-Men universe. Cool. Um, I mean, unless you think differently, I think we got it in one. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I apologize for um, interrupting. Also, did you want me to say some things when we're talking about the sandwiches at the end there? Yeah. Do you want to try it again? Just going, want to go back to Are You Hungry? I just did a bunch of cage fighting. Yes, I think I'm going to leave in the part where I'm like, well, I should get going. Because it did feel like that'd be the part where a real person would be like, okay, I'm going to leave. I want to get out of this car. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. <clears throat> Let's take it back and we can just edit this all together. All right. We'll do it one all more right. time. All right. It'll be good. Are you hungry? I just did a bunch of cage fighting so I could eat something. But if you're not hungry, I could probably wait until I get back to my place to eat. I could probably eat. Oh, what do you want? Um, well, anything but a meatball, meatball sandwich. Why don't you want a meatball sandwich? They're not very good. Have you had a meatball sandwich? That's how I know they're not very good. Well, I disagree with you that they're not very good. Okay, then if you don't want a meatball sandwich, what do you want? Uh, probably like another kind of sandwich, like a, I don't know, like a turkey sandwich. No, I ate a turkey sandwich earlier today, so I can't eat that. So, Well, you don't have to have one. I'll just have a turkey sandwich. Wait, 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 wait. What if we went to a sandwich place, though, and we just got the sandwiches that both of us want? Okay, yeah, that's fine. All right. Wait, is that Sabretooth? Oh, my hands! That felt good, man. I think so, too. I think that this is going to really give the whole universe a new direction yeah hey was my driving good where i was kind of moving my hands um kind of up and down left and right all the time yeah the whole time i liked that you kept moving yeah and then sometimes you would stop altogether and then you'd grab it you'd go really fast it was really good right i i kind of did the honk honk a couple of times which i think is fine maybe when we go into cgi we can add in some of that stuff but um actually do you want to go film this in a car (laughs) yeah yeah, I, do. I mean, we don't have a car, but I think there's a bunch of cars just around us, so I think we could get into one of them. Yeah, I think we could get into a car. 
All right, let's do that, folks. We are going to take another shot at this. We are going to go get into a car around the Scientology Center and, and take another Here's what we'll do. Of, we oh, have yeah. to, well, well, I was thinking if there's a way to do this in the in an Uber. Oh, that's not bad. I like that. Um, my The only other thought I had was, like, if we could get into the car of a Marvel executive, and then they kind of see on the audition, like, whoa, is that my car? And that will give us kind of home field advantage. I don't know. We have options. Maybe we'll do all of them. Let's do all of them. Okay. Um, folks, I think that's going to do it for us here at 15 Minutes with Lincoln. Uh, if you have any uh, any advice on the audition process or any uh, audition stories, maybe about non-union Chicago agents, uh, email us at 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. That's numerical one, five minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com. And as always rate review and subscribe to the podcast. Abe, any last thoughts? Yeah. Well, Brian Duff was a resident head in college. One guy in his dorm went as Wolverine for Halloween, but then he got so drunk he couldn't take the Wolverine claws that he made off. And they were like, <laughs> he stole a bunch of knives from the dining hall and duct taped them to his hands. And it was causing him because he was drunk. He was like cutting himself up really bad. They were sharp knives. They were just, like, dull enough, but still. Folks, we'll see you next time on 15 Minutes of Blink.